her gig is, you know, a donkey. It just a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, reckon I reckon call him Jake McDonkey from now on. I like Donkey McGing better. I like Donkey McDonkey. <laughs> donkey McDonkey face. <laughs> Welcome to the Player Review Shows, listeners. That's right, we're going to go through. We're breaking up into three parts. This is part one. Goalkeepers and defenders are going to come through. So it'll probably be the most of it. We've got a lot of players here that'll have a look through. But we're joined by the same crew that was here for the review. So we've got Dave. Hi, guys. Butsy. Howdy. Rick. Howdy. And Mr. Clark. Hello. All right, let's get straight into it. We'll start with the, with the goalkeepers. There was three officially on the list this year. Macklin Freck, the Super Freck. Didn't get a, um, a start, a couple of uh, appearances when there was an injury, a couple of uh, bench appearances when an injury, but nothing much to say there. Been been running around the MPL, so he's still fish on the books. Max Crokem. Max Crokem, Ben, he started the season. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to change his name to Min Crokem. Min Crokem. wasn't the Max Crokem. <laughs> Look, he really... It, it, as we went through in ad nauseum at the start of the season, it was puzzling as to why he was chosen because he didn't really seem to have any attributes that Jamie Young did not have other than being maybe taller or something. I don't know. Um, he just was bang average and <clears throat> couldn't catch a cold and, you know, eventually got replaced for that and, uh, you know, the team got better. And never really got back in again, Dave, I don't think. No. no. No, had his had his first crack at it and then didn't get looking because Jamie Young was just too good. I think pretty sure like that first game Jamie Young came in, he made a string of awesome saves and he was like, Oh yeah, remember him? Yeah, that was a reason he was our player of the season. I think Jamie Young was player of the season He's last two time two time in a row player of the season. Yeah. Two Gary Wilkins medalist. Gary Wilkins medalist. And let's we forget Rawcast player of the year two years back. Yes. Right. The more prestigious award. The much more prestigious award. So yeah. speaking of, so it was just the one clean sheet for Krogan, which I think was a game where basically they just didn't even keep the ball at him. Uh, and yeah, letting <clears throat> goals in the other one. But which did mean that Mr. Young was in goal, Rick, for the rest of the season. And it's fair to say he was he was Jamie Young. Yeah, yeah, he, he did what, what we expected of him. Um, pulled off saves that we thought couldn't happen. And and yeah, just, just a solid player. Um, you know, I... Seeing Crokem in preseason, you know, I could understand a little bit that oh, yeah, maybe he's a little bit younger, maybe his distribution was better, but you know, it took us, it took us probably two games to realise that that wasn't the case, and it took the coach another four to okay. he realised that that wasn't the case. So, um, yeah, it, it was, Jam, Jam, Jamie's always been solid. He's, you know, he has worked incredibly hard over the years. You know, when we first saw him, you know, he. he he couldn't pass the ball five yards to somebody without missing by at least three. So um, now, now his distribution is a lot better than what it once was. And you know, he can he, pass he's... six yards now. <laughs> and he's doing right two meters kicks. over six yards. Yeah. Right for goal kicks. Yeah, yeah. at least twelve to get out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. He, he, he doesn't kick it out on the full much anymore. Um, and um, yeah, he's, <laughs> much <laughs> i always sit next to dave and go jamie young gets one every game and he <laughs> yeah. out on the yeah. floor and it used to be like seven days really. yeah so, you know he's really yeah. I, I think every time jamie didn't kind of connect with someone i'd turn around and probably see him kind of <laughs> a couple of years back so yeah, yeah we <laughs> did a little like a little cheer or something yeah. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was back when theo and you know, yeah. were both going for the, for the position so do, do you reckon just quickly on program do you reckon like in the 
manage a training handbook when you get your badges, like one of the first steps is when you're new, buy your own goalkeeper. Like <laughs> that's the only reason I can think of that Fowler just went. Either that or, or he's trying to make a statement say you got no, no one's guaranteed a spot here. Yeah, I'm, even your so, player of the season. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pick you out because you're obviously a pretty big player in terms of the club. We'll put someone else in and it just wasn't good enough. It was one of those things that I think set At least fans, it wasn't an import though. It was, yeah, it was true. <laughs> Uh, it was one of those things that I think sort of set fans on the back foot against Fowler. Was yeah. like, why is Jamie Young not starting? Like, Jamie Young's amazing. He's our favourite player. He let like, in 71 goals. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, that looks fantastic. That, that's probably yeah. why he also went there yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But we all know, I mean, it probably shows he wasn't actually watching many games, though, because we all know that yeah. Jamie Young still made an amazing string of saves that yeah. would have been more. Yeah, Fowler had watched at least some of the tape from last from the season before. He would have realised that we would have conceded about 150 if it wasn't for Young. Exactly. Was so he a yellow card for? Uh, no, probably time wasting. Got to be mouthy, right? I don't know. Can't remember. Jamie Young. Jamie Young. Jamie Young's yellow. Oh, he was mouthy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. See, well, typical goalkeeper yelling at people. That's all they do. Expert commentary from the cuts. Yeah, yeah. from the cuts. Yeah. Guess so, so that was that. Was that he did? Uh, <laughs> So Jamie Young, if any was he was our player of the season, and I'm sure he was right up there. Whatever system that Brisbane Royal have, been some amazing saves this in the is season. Jamie being released after the season. Yes, because yes. I didn't want to kind of step in there. No, 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 that's, yeah. that's a congratulations to Jamie Young being our player of the season. Yeah, let's move on to some of the defenders. We all know Jamie Young's amazing. He made some amazing saves. We we had him a lot. There was that common thread I had in the uh, in the run sheet. You know, just standing Jamie Young or <laughs> Jamie, yeah, Jamie Young did things. Yeah. Let's talk. So there's a couple of players that didn't really feature. Aaron Reed didn't even feature at all. I think only maybe a couple of appearances on the bench where he didn't get on. Uh, he was released and has been signed by Gold Coast Knights recently. Uh, probably Conor O'Toole, he was really out of favour from the get-go and uh, left to go to the Newcastle Jets as he was clearly Really only um, filled in a bit while um, before Corey. He missed his calling because I think he was injured when we needed him a couple of years ago and Courtney Birkin step in, and that was it. We never looked back at all. Yeah, so it was interesting. Yeah, he had, was really good when he was there. So it's I, a strange I, I, I hope he will go well. Yeah, hopefully he goes well, but just obviously didn't. I think because he's, he's a real proper left back, so he didn't really suit that left wing back role as so much. So Isaac Powell. So. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, that was it. Isaac Powell didn't see. We saw him a few times, just a few sub appearances uh, for the young stuff. He, he basically just got a haircut, but. Yeah, yeah, that was his high point of the season. So um, he's still on like a scholarship deal, so he should be around for a little bit young longer. Generate a lot of money for charity that haircut. <laughs> Another That's one probably featured a bit, um, probably much earlier in the season. Jake McGing was around, and he was getting. I remember we got fresh. Oh no, I was going to come back to him. Okay. Uh, probably, I, I just thought we'd maybe talk more about the next one than this one. Well, I was going to actually lump them in together because they, 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 and mostly because these guys. Um, essentially covered for when Jack King was still coming back from injury. Yeah, and we that didn't was, have Corey Brown yet. And we didn't have Corey Brown yet. So, Jake McGing and the one you're about to come to, which I won't introduce because that's not very nice. Jordan Courtney Perkins, as you David referred to. Nine it's, appearances it's, for him. It's, Ten it's, for... It's a bad Jake, right? Yeah. Podcast editing. McGing was bad, though, right? Like, oh, yeah. we tried him as a wingback, didn't like it. To me, he always seemed like a more of a centre-back defensive... That was, the, that was what I remember, like, that's what I was sort of about to get to, was yeah. that we always seem to keep using McGing as the wing-back and Scott Neville as, like, the centre-back. Neville's and a natural like, wing-back. <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, these players are... The, the Scott Neville showed to be adequate in that. I'm oh. not Scott Neville said, but yeah. he showed to be adequate in that, in both roles, really, but mm. right, yeah, in that centre-back. Just seems a real unnatural McGing fit. was just a donkey. Yeah, and, and I mean, you look physically at 
Courtney Perkins, and you wouldn't think he's the build for a wing back, but he <coughs> certainly performed the role very well. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, I, I think it's just that Jake McGee is, you know, a donkey. just a bit <laughs> shit. Yeah. See what happens with McCarthy. Yeah, so yeah, he's he's out of contract and supposedly off to MacArthur. That was that rumor has been hanging around for a long time. Donkey from now Big Donkey. Well, now he plays for someone else. You can't. Dave. Yeah, I like Donkey McGing mm. better. Donkey <laughs> McDonkey. I like Donkey McDonkey. <laughs> donkey McDonkey face. <laughs> uh, Jordan Courtney. Thanks for playing, Jake. <laughs> Sorry for listening. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for appearing this season and disappearing. Yeah, he, he won't live long in the memory. And he didn't score a goal, so we won't need to remember him for stupid games like right. goal scorer. Unless I do defenders that never scored for <laughs> <laughs> Why do you call that game stupid twice? You won them. <laughs> Maybe think too early in the morning. Uh, <laughs> it's like lunchtime. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Courtney Perkins, uh, he, he did win Breakout Player of the Year for the Raw. Probably, I guess, one of the few young players that really did sort of step up where a lot, all the others that came in were very much, couldn't call them a breakthrough when they were recruits in. Yeah. So, you know, someone that came through a bit. I mean, Merza might have had a shout for that. Yeah, it's well, probably but, there. Yeah. But I think Jordan Courtney Perkins, in terms of what he was Actually, able to yeah, bring. So long ago when he was yeah, like, I forgot because Merza sort of, you know, he had his peak and then Merza was in peak when Brad England was peak, man. That's, that was the combo. Well, yeah. I don't know how they do breakthrough player, but if they have a set list of like requirements around, maybe they're based on player votes. And Cody Perkins probably did enough to get something at the start of the season when he was in the squad. Merza, like you said, may have been fighting Inman for, for votes in that respect, but. Um, I don't know how to do it. I'm just kind of speculating. But and Courtney Perkins got injured, which probably held him back from the potential well, playing. Played, also games. played international as well. Yeah, so mm. yeah, good player to have around. Let's move on to a few more. How about? Um, well, we'll just Danny Bowles. I mean, he was always signed as like a squatty as cover, so we played in the end twelve games. Um, four yellows. Four yellows, <laughs> uh, which is just great. Pretty clean sheets, though, which is good. And of course, he has a well. He has he's um, stepped away from playing football to focus on his coffee shop. And his coffee life. shop empire and his family. I think it was very important to the squad harm, harmony, though, with the so. coffees. So, you know, look, Bowles is. I think it's a good point. Yeah, yeah, very important. I think I like to think that the coffee shop didn't try and slash his wages by thirty <laughs> <laughs> percent. Uh, he knew he could get work at his own coffee shop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but Danny Bolt, like you said, was good for the squad. And as much as he was never really the full starting player every every week, he was not the start we was ever signed to be. No, but he was always a good, solid A League squad player. Did the job admirably. And as much as we give him shit for getting a yellow card every other game, you know, he's the sort of player you could at least rely on to do a job when you needed it. Yeah, and he was flexible enough to be anywhere across the back five yeah. as well. And you've got to give credit to someone who he's been a <clears> bit player for so many years, but he's still there, still training. Well, now. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, his, his yeah. contribution to Brisbane Raw is quite significant. Yeah, absolutely. And, let, and let's not forget as well that he, you know, came through at Brisbane. Like, he was one of the first young players that sort of broke into the fringes of the first team. Um, you know, way back as a, you know, what, 17, 18 year old. Then went to Gold Coast. Then he went to Gold Coast. <laughs> then Adelaide for a bit. And, yeah. you know, him. Then we bought him home. <laughs> but the, 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 the thing for me with Daniel Bowles was much like his yellow card tallies, is that it was only kind of one in every three, maybe one in every four games. Uh, one that one actually saw something really good from him. Yeah. Most, most of the games that he played, it was very kind of so so and. More often than not, there'd be at least one major fuck up in the game, and 
that kind of inconsistency, while he, while he was good at a squad level, it stopped him from going up to the yeah, next yeah, level. Yeah, absolutely. And it's why he can make a decision to go run his coffee shops instead of yeah. playing football. Let's move on from Danny Bowles to, um, I guess, probably let's, let's talk our wing-backs now. So Corey Brown came back in uh, right early in sort of the mutual, trans- um, mutual termination window, left uh, victory, came back with his hair restored. To yeah, the prison yeah. Roll. yeah, yeah, that's it, absolutely. <laughs> um, shame yeah, <laughs> and uh, and Jack Hingett as well. Obviously, he had a delayed start mm-hmm. the season because of his injury, but both of them sort of you know they've been some long term players. Obviously, Corey left has come back. Uh, 15 games for Corey, 18 for Jack. Um, neither scored a goal, a couple of yellow cards to each. Jack actually picked up five. I can't remember if he sat out or not, probably late enough in the season that it was uh, when it, when it got some frustration out early, yeah, so yeah. Jack played well. Maybe it was the contrast between him and trying to use McGing or some mm. of the younger guys. I thought Hingert came back really good straight our way after his injury. I think both of them really, once they come back into the squad, they nailed their spots. They didn't lose him again. Yeah. Which I should think shows a level of what they were competing against, but also the level that they're at. Mm. Um, I think Corbyn got a rough trot at victory, to be honest. I think the, yeah. fan, the fans obviously didn't take to him there, but I, I, I think he got pretty harshly done by there and he's always been again solid a-league level player here mm. i don't think he's going to go overseas and tear it up in europe anytime soon but he does a good job for what we need at brisbane well, at this we, level and we you can't. well oh. i officially thought that he was only signed until the end of the season i don't think we've officially this but then he wasn't one of the players that we've announced as um leaving. as leaving so to me it says he's got a new deal so um and you, how could you not give him a new deal like he basically came in Played like we was straight away and then pretty much didn't miss again. So it depends though, because we're looking at like Isaac Bowen and mm. Courtney Perkins and going, well, they're actually pretty handy if you. Yeah, you know, so you go, still you... young. Isaac has still very young though. He's, right. Yeah. So he's, he's still got another couple of years in the youth league team. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he was only finishing school this year, so sort of things. So he's, 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 I, I think, I think young it's and... important to have someone ahead of Isaac Power, even if and, and Courtney Perkins did, to, to to learn the ropes from. Um, it's just, it's just going to be hard because this is all shooting. We keep the same formation, right? If you change, do you need Scotty Neville and Jack Hingert, for example? Do you need three left backs, for example? Yes. I know there's got. Yeah, Courtney so Perkins um, does backs. have a centre back. Does have a centre back pedigree as well, so he could slip into. You could count him yeah, as like the sub underneath behind the McCauley Gillespie sort of type as well. So yeah. just all the Scotty Neville, maybe. Yeah, like I say, we had five positions on the park mm. this year. If that continues, yeah, probably keep most of the guys that we're not yeah. staying. If not, have to think about balance yeah. again. So and Jack Hingett, I mean, at the start of the season as well, he was forced to before we signed Corey back, he was forced to play left back a bit, um, just due to he was because we had no one there. I think Isaac Powell, I think Isaac Powell's injured a fair bit this season as well. Like we sort of had injuries there. Was struggling so um, a bit you know of, a bit of flexibility Scott and jack left and right yeah mm-hmm. so it's still though i mean we had our point during the season where i know i parked on it where we still were trying to make them into wing backs when they're really their right and left backs and we spoke about that in the, yeah in the yeah, thing so i just want to show a bit as well about jack can gets more of a defensive player mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily going to climb on as much Corey brown will be happy to do that a bit more so a little bit different in how they'll play but i think Realistically, we'll probably go back to back four next year. I think it's highly possible. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, if you got Corey Brown, um, Jack Hingett, and the three we're about to mention in McCauley Gillespie, Tom Aldrin, and Scott Neville, that's a solid back five that you could mold into a back four with a good solid bench player to fall back on if you needed it. Yeah. 
I, I do wonder whether both will Macaulay Gillespie and we'll get on to we might as well get on to these guys now. So the, the, the back three that were really there all season, Scott Neville filled in a couple of different positions, but really Aldred only missed games because of uh, yellow card accumulation. Uh, and so that's I think he missed two games missed during the season. Game. No, it was twenty nine games played all year. Macaulay Gillespie played every single one. Tommy Aldred missed one he from missed one. Suspension. Like one yellow card as a centre back. That's incredible. That is. Mm. And that's look. We'll, we'll come on to. Well, we're speaking about it now. Gillespie obviously is player of the year. Yeah. Uh, go to a medalist, and I think the combination of his just discipline, um, as much as playing every single game, probably helped him get across the line for that sort of stuff. Because he's not the sort of flashy player that people would have said, "Oh, look how good he is." He wasn't Jamie Young pulling off seventeen saves a game. He was actually stopping the ball getting to that point in the mm-hmm. first place um, without fuss, right? Um, and Tom Aldridge, you could probably say the same about, to be honest. Yeah, so yeah. Um, Tom Aldridge probably had a bit more of a profile because he was captain and a bit older and a bit, you know, maybe a little bit. Tom Aldridge, I think, I feel like got the main marking role probably a lot on your bigger, like he's the one that's going to end up in your tussles, right, with, um, you know, Matt Simons and stuff like that. So not that Gillespie wasn't, you know, doing Gillespie that. would also play out a lot more mm. than Aldridge though. Like he'd get the ball to feet. You know, he, they'd want to be, they'd trust him to play out to, you know, all the That was one thing to be said out. about how we played with five at the back a bit different to what a normal five at the back is because we had Neville and, and McCoy Gillespie and Neville being a bit more used to man on the ball. We didn't play from those two left and right centre back positions a lot more. We yeah. didn't go straight out to the line. We didn't always commit, but we, we, we had extra avenues. Yeah. And Gillespie doesn't mind with the ball at his feet because, like, he, you know, there's a few of those long, mm. long attempt shots at goal and stuff. He doesn't mind. Like, yeah, going for a wonder. Yeah, a bit of a wonder and have a ping. So. I have a feeling that he that we must see something in him as a free kick taker too because he definitely stepped up to take some left peg free kicks. Yeah. Didn't really have any payoff, but they must think he's got a good strike or could get some on the ball. any payoff. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he scored one. That was from a header. So, <laughs> but they must see something in him is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. You have to wonder, like, will both Tom Aldred and I don't know if Tommy Aldred and Macaulay Gillespie have gone home or not back to, back to the UK, but... You would suspect if they have them. Macaulay had gone back. Yeah. So it was something on Facebook Internet or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if Tom Aldred was still around. But... I'm pretty sure he had been there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Tommy Aldred was still around because his, he brought his family over here. Um, whereas I think Macaulay just went back because, I mean, his parents and stuff were over there. Yeah, I don't think he... Yeah, yeah. Partner or anything, so... Yeah. And they were living next to each other as well, I think. Um, somewhere. Mm. In suburbia. Probably Gold Coast, huh? yeah. yeah, I think they were... So, it, you know, it could be interesting to see, like, if you make that decision, say it's valid to go back, does, you know, it becomes harder to come back. Oh, see, so when they come back in the new season, they bring all the yeah, paper flights back, right? Oh, so okay. yeah. Right. yeah, right. That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> Don't leave halfway through a season, even if it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah. Smart thinking, Dave, smart thinking. But if you're right. If we have those five, though, how do you, who, get, who loses out if we push to a back four? Who would you lose out? You if, if we go back to a standard pack four... To be honest, I think it comes down to, I think Neville plays wide. Mm. And it comes down to whether Neville plays on the right or on the left. Yeah, I'd drop Corey. I think, That's I, Michael. I, I think, as much as I've picked up Corey Ramfall, I think he was right. So no one else to say. I think I Jack's know. better as a right back than a right wing back, like we said. And I think the two centers have to be the big boys. Then it comes down to how does, how does Moon want to play? Does he want to play with our fullbacks that push on? And then maybe Jack Hingley drops out. Does he want to stay with five and just change strikers and jig the mid- midfield? Maybe. Yeah. All decisions for the future. Yeah. But 
Like I said, none of them have been announced as leaving yet, so we sort of assume all will be back around. And it's if really you, if you do move to a back four, that becomes a tricky. And, but, but I get it's flexibility, but it's tricky. Like, or do you use Scotty Neville and the Danny Kim role? Use him as a bit of a block slash distributor rather than a ball player. Maybe. Anyway, options. You'd want to keep them all on. It's probably the yeah, answer. I think we've got yeah. good depth there, which is a key thing, which is a good thing for the future. Yeah, you've got some good yachts. something we've had for, you know, some time. Definitely not last year. No. I reckon we've had good depth and good youth. We just, Aloisi wasn't really great at harnessing that and nurturing it very well. The problem, I mean, the problem there would normally be that he'd only chucked them in when it, there was no one else left, and then they'll sort of chuck to the wolves a bit, and they'll sort of single swim, and occasionally they'd sink, and sometimes they'd swim, or they'd swim for one game, and then, and yeah, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, anyway. Sunk by a Conor O'Toole's a good example of that too, right? Yeah. Conor O'Toole started off like a house on fire. He was young, enthusiastic, and no one knew what to kind of, how to handle it. Kai Rolls that came. Well, Devante Cleek. Yeah, you just you keep listening, don't you? Yeah. That's the hardest thing in football is to get your young players to get up to a certain level. So, yeah, look, I think you know, I I didn't have much hope that Scott Neville. Like when we signed Scott Neville, I was a bit sort of bit funny about him at yeah. the start of the season, and but he turned out to be a really good quality player. But um, you know, I probably underestimated. So, but he's been around the A League a long time now. Like he's a good quality A League player. I think we speak about A League level players, yeah. and he's definitely in that category. But I think he's. Even if you tier the A-League level players, you've got your, you know, Corey Browns and Jack Kingets, and I think Scotty Nichols maybe just that one tier above that, so we yeah. brought a little bit of extra quality there. Mm-hmm. So that's, which is why we're talking about if they went to a back four, Scotty Neville goes one of those spots and who else misses out? Yeah. As opposed to the other way around. I actually suspect you. I actually suspect that Jack mix, mixes out because I think Scott Neville can play a more attacking role yeah. than Jack can. And, and, and I, think that's, I think that Scott Neville as well is, <clears throat> you know, relatively rare in the A-League in that he is genuinely versatile. Like, not, oh, he can do a job in a number of positions. He's not the Danny Bowles sort of versatile. No, he's he's like, hey, I can very, I can play very well all across the back line as a wing back. And, you know, I don't know if we... I don't know if you'd put him in a... If you're a back four, I don't know if you'd put him as one of the two centre defenders. I mean, you could we, probably, and we've done that this season. Yeah, but but not, not if you've got Oliver and Gillespie. Like, yeah. You wouldn't replace them with no, somebody, no, no, I don't exactly. think. So. But, but, like, you know, you, you could, you know, he, he plays these positions well, mm-hmm. not just, you know, to your bond standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you have a back three, you need one of those more versatile and quicker players, I think, that can be sort of the, the legging it back quick, but they're also the one that you push out more and attack more, you know, and that's what the back three should provide and flexibility. And yeah, you're right. It's a big decision for Moon how he how he moves forward from here and well, whatever he does, he'll have to sign players somewhere on the pitch to either replace guys mm. or to rejig the formation. So well, we've got to replace Aaron Reed. Yeah. Big ass. Big well ass. I was gonna say do you keep five at the back and then you go, oh you could keep five at the back unless you bought really good attacking players, you need more upfield to spit those players in. But then it's a so it all depends who you can get and what you want to do. Right? I, mean, I mean, if I if I'm Warren Moon, I want to try. I think you want to nail down what your philosophy and style is, and you actually recruit for that. So yeah, that's right. See how the current players fit. Yeah, see how the current. Like, see, you've got to analyze what you've got. Don't try and be too crazy. Like, but here's what I've got. Okay, I can mold these guys here, and that only leaves this one weakness where we can recruit is specifically for that. But it's going to be hard to do that when money's tight and. You have no idea what the deal's looking like. and Brand new club like MacArthur, offering yeah. all these bit players full-time, like starts or a chance. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. I picked that. Anything more you want to say on any of the defenders or goalkeepers? Just nah. that, just that they're probably the uh, you know highest performing cohort of the team this year. So um, I think that's easily the case. Yeah. Yeah. Seven clean sheets overall for the season by looks of things. So pretty nice. Well, the only red card we had this year. Uh, yes. yes. And our our average across the season was only just over a, a goal a game. Yeah. Twenty nine goals and we played yeah. twenty seven games. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they did their job, and uh, like we said, there was you know it's the back five and things like that. So but. They worked well as a team, and I put it all down to Tony Grant, the Everton legend, for doing that for the team. <laughs> well, we do reckon Robbie would have been the attack coach. Yeah. I, I, I agree, Brassie, I agree. <laughs> all right, that'll do us on defenders and goalkeepers. Come back in a few more days' time, and we'll have the midfielders one for you to listen to. Thank you, gentlemen, and we'll catch you all in the next one.